Hello and welcome to the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I am Lee Carlo with Chapin Hemingway and Jeremy Fisk. We've got a big one here for you this evening, everyone. After 13 long years, James Cameron has returned to the big screen with a brand new original film that is the sequel to his other original film, Avatar, The Way of Water. All three hours and 12 minutes of it in IMAX 3D. We are going to discuss whether or not Cameron is still the king of the world or if he is perhaps uh, treading on common ground and just trying to um, milk what he's already been successful with. I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about here, guys. Um, I'm also going to throw a a little um, curveball at you. At the end of this podcast, we are going to impromptu doing an impromptu um, James Cameron best of list. We're going to put it together um, in real wow. time. Wow. And see how that see how that goes. I thought that'd be fun to do it that way. So He directed uh, Titanic, right? He was that guy? Yeah. He's the Titanic <laughs> guy, yeah. Uh, the Titanic, Titanic guy, guy. Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, here's where I want to start, guys. I hate 3D. I hate it. I've always hated it. I still hate it. I think it nets negative. Uh, I had a headache for about an hour and a half of this movie because of it. I don't think it works. I don't think it will ever work. I don't care how good the technology gets. And you can't convince me otherwise. But try. I, that that sounds like something's wrong with your like frontal cortex. No, we t- t- literally, that, medically, to technically, your eyes aren't supposed to work that way. You use muscles that your eyes don't typically use. Yeah, and clearly you don't have those muscles. There's like, you should go to a doctor is what I'm suggesting. No, I should stop seeing movies in 3D, which I vowed to do long ago. But if it gave you a headache for an hour and a half, that's Be- that's less about the 3D as like an aesthetic thing and more about 3D as like it just doesn't work for your eyeballs Look, because you're a little bit right in front of you're your, a little bit slower. The stuff that's right in front of your face, center frame, looks great and it's cool. Everything else looks bad and out of focus. If you tilt your head left or right even a little, it's out of focus. It's it I'm sorry, it doesn't work. It's not the way Stop the movie tilting. should be seen. And you guys aren't taking this seriously, but the fact I is, am taking it seriously. You're I don't. Not, you're think, giving me like, all this why, shit about like, yeah, because what like if you literally had a headache for an hour and a half, I feel I feel like that's not like you shouldn't okay, be doing if, any 3D. I, then. I guarantee, if you look up 3D and headaches, you'll. I'm find sure plenty of you're not on the it. only one. I'm sure. I'm not even talking about being the only one. I think like medically, your eyes are not supposed to look at things that way. They're not used to it. Okay. All right. I, I didn't have any issues with the headache part of this okay, 3D. Forget about, you're really, really like focusing in on the headache. As well, an art form, 3D yeah. doesn't work. I, I okay. would, I would, for the most part, agree with that. I think um, it's a novelty um, that uh, that I don't really understand. Um, but I think it's best. It's been best used in the two Avatar movies. I, I saw both of them in 3D. And I think it creates a little bit of a more immersive experience um, when it's done well. And I will admit, Lee, that I think it's not always done well. I think we saw some trailers. Uh, I don't know. I assume that we yeah, all saw they, the half an hour of stuff before this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, and there were some 3D Marvel trailers that just didn't look good. Um, well, but Cameron uses, I think Cameron films in 3D, all the, all the, um, Obviously, all the stuff is done with with um, 
time and care towards 3D. So I, I think it's an interesting experience. And if it's once every three or four years that I need to see a movie in 3D, I don't mind it. And in fact, I feel like it enhanced this experience. So, see, so my, my question on. is, like, what is it? All right. So if you like it, what what does it give you? As think, an audience member, I think it, I what think what, is he, it? what he does in Avatar is it gives stuff depth. It's mm-hmm. not stuff like flying out at you on the screen. It gives things depth, and um, it just makes for like I said, like it, it just feels more immersive. It's not just this flat proscenium. It's a world that you can see depth in. It's not perfect. I'll admit that. Like it's, um, it's like there. The, uh, it's not like wholly convincing. I think. Um, the- the wide shots are are great with the like the depth of field is fantastic. Yeah, the close ups like, are tough. The close ups, the depth of field is actually like arguably shallower, and everything in the background is more out of focus than it would be in a traditional film. And look, not for nothing, but it's also a little darker when you put those glasses on. And the aesthetic of this film is like very bright and vibrant and blue. And it is slightly duller with the glasses on. I mean, I don't know if you guys did, but every now and then I just, you know, tilt them down yeah. and just take a look. And I'm telling you, it looks better without those glasses. Aren't think, aren't uh, exactly the I, most pristine technology. I also think, from an immersive point of view, the 3D is is a little bit less successful than it should be there because you are dealing at times with a shallower depth of field. And just because you've got some things, you know, coming in from the sides out of frame in a 3d format, doesn't make you feel like you're surrounded and within this world, the way that I think you can on just a 2d IMAX screen with, you know, fantastic surround sound. I think that I I was more immersed in, you know, Top Gun Maverick than I was in this. I think that's because you were bothered by it. Like it didn't, and maybe we saw it with different technology. I don't know, but like, uh, it, to me, it was it was not at all distracting. I didn't mind wearing I, the glasses. It wasn't um, distracting. It, it's well, not you distracting. you had a headache, so of course it was Well, yes, but uh, you guys are really honing in on the headache. I mean, that was just a little bit of a nuisance. But I didn't find the 3D distracting. I just found it to be a bit of a net negative in terms of what it brings to the film. Yeah, and I mean... There's a lot to look at here, put very simply. We'll get into all that. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I wanted the 3D to enhance that, and I felt like it might not have. I, I would have to see it again, non-3D, to see right. if it made a difference, but like... Run it again, run it again. Run, that, run it you over. You yeah, don't have that much time. I don't have... Nobody has that much time in the world. Um, but it did not bother me. So I think Chapin and I are on the same page. Uh, playing there but and uh, the, the 3d I, did not bother me at all the reason i insisted on us doing it that way is because it's look like i know james I know cameron, cameron wants yeah. it's not he's not one of our favorite filmmakers but and, and we'll get into this but i think like because he thinks this format's important i thought it was important for us to review the movie that way and i agree i, I think um, and to me I, I do think that cameron is using 3d better than any filmmaker i've seen so and that may be true, and there and the frustrating thing I guess for me there was, you know, it was around the time period of you know 2009 to 2012 when when 3D seemed to be at at its height, and everybody was doing 3D, and I think the last movie I ever saw in 3D may have been Hugo Scorsese's movie, right, right, um, and I think I just 
never really wanted to see it again. And I thought, okay, here we are, you know, now 10 years after that, you know, Cameron is as good as anybody at dealing with this stuff. Are we going to just see 3D like we never have before? And I don't know that this was any better than I've ever seen it before. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. So can we move on to the rest yep. of the technology? So, like, well, let's, let me, let's, let's let's cascade into the who's, technology who's, a little bit. Who's the host of, of, this, uh, of this fucking No, podcast. it should be me, clearly, obviously. You guys well, I'm going to talk up. about what this movie is. Um, so Avatar The Way of Water is the sequel to... What? Are Why we breaking you? up? You're breaking up a little Sorry, bit. Sorry, now you're back. <laughs> <What'd> you <say? laughs> um, Avatar The Way of Water is the sequel to 2009's Avatar. Um, when we left our heroes, Jake Sully, played by Sam Worthington, and uh, Natiri, played by Zoe Saldana, they, um, well, Jake had fully transformed into uh, a Na'vi person. He's no longer an avatar. Uh, that's where the first one ends. We pick up pretty much right there. We get a little recap. Um, Jake and Natiri have a family now, uh, three kids of their own, as well as an adopted daughter. Um, there's some, you know, plot devices and storytelling things, uh, surrounding that, that maybe we'll get into. Uh, and they are trying to live peacefully on Pandora, but the sky people, um, sky people. are returning to mine for the, <laughs> the unobtainium, which, you know, will forever no, be the greatest. Well, well, that's not, that's not why they're coming back. They're not coming back now. for the unobtainium. Did you they watch are. this movie, Lee? They are. They're still mining for the unobtainium. No, no. They, they, the Earth is destroyed, and they just did. They, they're now this this time around. They're just looking. For, I just came out of the movie. They're looking uh, for a new. They're Earth, looking for and a new Earth to, to and they're mining inhabit. And they're, they're wailing for yeah. this stuff that anti right. anti aging stuff, yeah. which Chapin and I would be all about. Yeah, we would totally take. We that would stuff. totally be about okay. this. What this movie really is about is a um is go a hunt revenge. those fucking whales oh, for us. Oh, for fuck's sake! I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Why is you guys, so go bad? ahead. Go ahead and host. No, I'm still ahead. worked up about watching this fucking movie in 3D. I know, uh, but I do want to. I do want to point out, Lee. Are you last week's pod, the Fableman's podcast was excellent. You interrupt me a lot. <laughs> Just so to be even. Okay, are you guys done? But that whale stuff would be so good, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Keep whaling, guys. <laughs> I'm so I'm so mad right now. I can't even I can't even recap the movie. So everybody's gonna see this anyway. So let's just move on. You, Jeremy wanted to talk about the visuals. Let's do that. No, Lee, you wanted to host this, so let's. Uh, we want to hear why you. Uh... Yeah, well, clearly you guys didn't want me to. No, no, we do. Did All right. You... I, I, I can't take you guys seriously now. Jeremy's clearly got something to say. No, I just I, I thought a good segue from the 3D would have been to the other visuals of this movie. And I think uh, it's pretty amazing, right? Like, uh, I, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah, to me, okay, I, I think I think this like. I really like this movie. I'll just come out and say it. I really I like this too. movie. I, I thought it improved on the original like um, tenfold. And, but the one thing I just kind of want to compartmentalize here is I just think 
in a world where in a world where visual effects have not, I don't think have gotten any better since Avatar came out. This movie is just seamless from a vi- visual effects and visual standpoint. Right. You, you, you like you you completely Jeremy buy just it. interrupted you, Chapin. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I said right. I, I agreed and I nodded and I said right. You completely buy that these characters are real. There's actually a real human who interacts with these real characters and you never can see any of the seams. The the vision is obviously extraordinary and wide and epic and nothing looks bad. Nothing looks fake. It, it You're never drawn out of the movie. This is like such a well-realized vision and I think, you know, say what you will about James Cameron, there's plenty to criticize there. But... He's a relentless filmmaker, and he didn't make this movie three years after Avatar 1 um, like a studio would have wanted him to do. He waited 13 years, waited for the technology to get better, and I think you can tell. It's it, it's clearly someone who has complete control over the genre, over the, over the filmmaking. And, you know, I was listening to the big picture podcast today and they were talking about Maverick and I think Tom Cruise has something similar and I think there's these there's just some of these people who work in movies that are I'm sure awful to work with just stubborn and have no and and you know but in some sometimes these this sort of you know kind of I don't know unstoppable spirit really pays off and Maverick and Avatar are are testaments to that. These are movies that are not like any other movies and and I think they delivered two of the best sort of cinematic experiences that I had in the theater this year and um you got to give it to him for that even though I know his methods are not always well liked. Well, the thing is like nowadays it's nearly impossible to be impressed by the visual effects. Like it's hard because we've kind of hit a peak with that. And then when you see this movie, you're like, holy shit. Like you you still can do more. You still can integrate stuff better. You still can make uh, beings more seamless and work with water and air and flight. And like, you can do that. A little bit better and that's what this movie definitely pulled off and i was just i I was blown away by that part of it for sure well you have ellie have you recovered a little bit are you okay the visuals are jaw-dropping the wide shots like are are awe-inspiring they look so incredible even more specifically though like when it's raining um, and you see the water like dripping down the, the, the Navi, it looks incredible. It looks so realistic and so real. And I think you're right, Chapin. I think the seamlessness of the visual effects plays the biggest part in this. And, you know, it worked like, I mean, he's got, it's, I mean, the visual effects are amazing, but it's also like an amazingly well shot movie. I mean, he has motion capture underwater that looks stunning. And I think this is all great, but not entirely unexpected. I don't know if any of this surprised you guys. I mean, Cameron is the king of it, this. It, it did a little bit. Like, I mean, just because he's so good at what he does doesn't mean you necessarily expect it to happen again. You know? Like, you can't just 100% bank on the fact 
that I mean, he's able to Cameron, pull it you off. Can, especially the amount of time he spends on it and his dedication to that aspect of the movie. I mean, look, like I, I was blown away by uh, some things in this movie. The visuals are among them. But it's the same movie as the first one, guys. I'm sorry. It's like it's it's a dumb, simple story. It's got great visual effects. It's got fucking incredible action sequences that I could watch all day long. I think it's much more complex the than the first movie. More think, complex? It's the yeah. simplest story it's not, ever it's created. The, the, the it's family, way, the family, the family dynamic oh, of no, it. Come on. Who it's gives le- a shit? It's not about unobtainium. It's not know, about unobtainium this. Unobtainium is stupid and silly, but this is... This sort this, of stuff. Like, I think it's, it's way more complex. And really, uh, the only reason I'm glad I sat through the first one to, is... Because I got got to watch this one and it added a layer to it. All right, explain to me the complexities of this story because it it it's just not it's not a problem. I mean, like, I could I could go on all day about the first one and how stupid and simple and uninspired that story is. But so but is this, this one, one. I feel like you know the characters more. You know that family. You know that dynamic. You care about them do more. Do you know that family? Yes. Name you, you name, do. name the kids. Well, you just you care about the kids. You care okay, about name them. them. Na- tell me something uh, about John Way and John Way and okay. all the others. All right. Uh, I don't know the names, obviously, but like there's the care- old, there's the older son, the middle yeah. son, the younger daughter, and then um, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney. Yeah. Okay. You you Sigourney. care about that family. You care about um. You care about Pandora more for some reason. Okay, like, everything but, seems to be elevated in a way that. But you know what? It's smaller too. It's not yeah as big a vision. Which, it's more which focused. Which is a huge. Yeah, it's a huge risk. It's like it's you know how I'm sure you know people are like well what's camera going to do next? It's going to be so epic. It's going to be on this huge scale and, and, the, and it's the, about the family. It's about the family and the last the last act is just really like the six of them or whatever um, and. Look, I, think I like really... all that. I like the characters. I, I Lee, root for where, them. I, I forget. Where did you stand on the original Avatar? I like it fine. I like it the same as this one. The oh, the where like this that. one improves are the are the action sequences are epic and some of the best I've ever seen in terms of just like the immersiveness so I, and like <clears throat> the engagement level. So They're I think incredible. the story of this one is miles above the first oh, one, and I think but, the first one is so boring. And... Okay, so it's a C. <laughs> Like the, but this is the thing: is it just I, we all knew that the story of in the Avatar movies was going to be secondary, and it it really doesn't matter. It would be nice to, for me if it mattered more, and it sounds like it did for you guys, which is great. But for me, like the story is secondary, and it doesn't totally matter if it is anything more than a CC plus. I like these characters. I I re, I've in both movies. I've re, although she has like far far less to do in this movie. I really like Zoe Saldana. Um, really? I think she has a lot to do with this movie. In this one? She's yeah. like, she's an afterthought compared to the first one. But she's a good warrior. Can I, can Just, I, drop, can I drop a bomb on you all? Okay. Right now, Sigourney Weaver is on my, is on my fixie list for best. I mean, it's a really interesting actors. performance to play that. I think it's role. a really interesting role. I think oh, it's, God, I, think I think she's, she's really good. <clears throat> I think she's so terrible and, uh, the first one like i think she's yeah. legitimately I think bad she, she's it's a weird character and the why is she 
I hate that she smokes in that. Like, I feel like that was like the last vestige of Cameron owed like Brown and Williamson at like a hundred million dollar deal, and he had to write those write a character into it. So, um, there's some unanswered questions when it comes to that that character of Kiri that Sigourney Weaver plays. Um, that we maybe may have to wait until part three to um, uncover, but. Look, I'm glad you guys got more out of this story than I did. I I just think it's simple. And, like, it's basically, yeah, the story of this family and our revenge journey for for Quaritch. Lee, Um, uh, like, this is an honest question. Like, how... Because, like, you insisted, and rightfully so, that I watch Avatar, the original, before I came into this one. How long ago did you watch the original before you came into this one? Like, oh, was like it the, two weeks the only movie that you watched before it? No, I mean, it was probably a couple weeks ago. All right. So, uh, yeah, for me, the, I mean, the, this ori- is basically just the original like Avatar was the only movie. I literally finished it today, and then I walked, I, like, I went to the theater. Um, and I think the the duality between the two movies is striking well, to me. Well, let's also point out that you watched the original Avatar at home in pieces over a couple of days, and then you True. sat in a 3D IMAX theater and watched Way of Water. I mean, that's an t- entirely different experience. I think it would be, I mean, but it I, would be I, amazing I, to kind of watch these two movies back-to-back in the theater and kind no of... No one has time for that. <laughs> compare them that way. Um I kind of yeah, did I, actually. Did you watch Avatar in the theater? I did. I remember I told you, I, I, guys, I saw it the re-release. Oh right. Um. I don't know. I don't know what I. I to me, didn't totally matter, but the story was nothing special. And this movie, while having its moments, was like a classic three-star movie to me. Like. Well, I also went into Avatar after seeing the original and wanting to just be like, oh, rip it apart because I really dislike... I just... Yeah, I had a lot of problems with the original Avatar. Just the simplicity of the story, how kind of stupid <laughs> the language was, just like the... the uh, whoever star people coming in taking over the natives unobtainium you can't do this and they taking over their land it's just trees they're just monkey people blah, blah. like it was so on the nose that it kind of was like ugh. and and this one for some reason because of the family dynamic i i got into that and it worked a lot lot better and then I mean, there are stretches uh, put on of this top movie of that, that like, the the fucking visual effects and everything else, and it's just like kind of mind blowing. There, there's stretches of this movie, you know. I would say kind of the middle act of this movie, which is, you know, pretty slow and drawn out, um, and definitely I think makes this movie too long. But it's like a YA novel. <laughs> it's like this. Like you have the 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 two sons and like their relationship with the the other clan that are the reef people and I don't know like to me I I guess I guess you know Jeremy when you kind of outline the original 
it is very on the nose, and perhaps this is more subtle, but it doesn't make it more complex. I think it does. The thing is, Lee, I think... I think if you step back, and I know you're not... This is probably a bad example for you, and I apologize for, for using him so re- much recently on the podcast, but if you, if you step back and you look at like a Terrence Malick movie, you know, he's not telling i mean in some cases he's not telling a story at all but uh you know his stories aren't particularly complex either but you look at what he does visually and it's extraordinary and i think that you have to it's easy to sort of write off cameron and write off avatar because it's like oh this was all made in a computer and it's this isn't like filmmaking I think, but I think it's, I think subconsciously you devalue, I think we, we, I think we all devalue this stuff because it's not, it's not filmmaking as we sort of love and know it and how we were educated on it. But I think I'm the the worst at that, right? This is, this is filmmaking and, and this is filmmaking with modern technology and, and if you use like let's like you're right a YA novel now in a YA novel when a kid is led out to uh, some dangerous place and he gets in trouble and then makes his way back maybe he meets a bum or whatever in this case he meets a whale and it's an extraordinary connection that he has with this creature it's gorgeous it's it makes you feel this connection with nature and the importance of cherishing your the 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 land you inhabit and 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 connecting with your sort of fellow animal and the sort of this sort of subtle storytelling that that comes along with the importance of that creature to um the 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 water clan i i think that's really selling it short i i agree with you that like the sort of the main plot points are a little simplistic and we've seen them before you know the first the first avatar is similar to Fern Gully or Pocahontas or whatever it was. And dances with wolves dances with wolves. And like, but, but you know, in the same way that like the death of a son leads to this extraordinarily visual poetic movement in tree of life, the YA stuff that happens in this movie, which I'm not denying. I agree with you on that leads to this extraordinary stuff. And I think because it's made in a computer. Sometimes we say, Oh, like that's, it doesn't quite have the like depth that we want from filmmaking, but that's what this is like. And, and Cameron is the greatest realizer of what technology okay. can do for an emotional experience in, in cinema. I think you are a hundred percent making my point because like I said, I, I think the story is simple, but it does not matter as much as it does in other movies for the, all the reasons you just described. I am you don't think it's effective. With the way that, I don't think it matters. It's not. It, well, it's it is, either it, effective or it isn't effective. You either reacted to it or you didn't. I mean, emotionally, did I have a, like an emotional reaction to this movie? Yeah. Not really. Not a huge one. But you seem to not like it. You seem no, to not. You guys are <clears throat> jump. You guys are jumping to conclusions. Basically, I, I I'm surprised that you guys thought this story was so much better than the first. That's really where that ends. That's I don't think Jeremy. The story... I, I, I think 
I think the movie is better. I don't know that the story specifically is that much. Better, I, I think the story is way better. Because I think I, that I can totally understand that though. I'm so frustrated. Oh, this is good. This is good. I Let think your what you're talking out. about, Chapin, is all correct, and I I don't like the fact that you're you're presuming that. I'm selling this movie short because of the way it's made. I think the stuff that you're talking about is amazing. And I think that the way Cameron makes movies is awesome and revolutionary and something that we need and like an amazing experience because there are no other movies like this and there's not really any other filmmakers like this. And I, if you want to say the story is enough to move us forward and move that boy's relationship towards the uh, move that boy's story towards the relationship with the whale, the tool coons, and then which then leads to just a fucking extraordinary scene of a battle with the ships and the whales and the navi then fine the story works but let's not pretend that this is fucking casablanca like this is <laughs> this is the most like i don't think any of us are i think i think we're comparing it to the first and and that's fine maybe it's better than the first but i mean to put it broadly like this is a movie that is an achievement and it's enjoyable and i liked watching it and i will forget about it for the next 13 years just like i did the first one and that's fine, I guess. I think if Cameron did have a better story in these movies, that that might not be the case. But that's here we are. And I think that there are just some like absolutely um, incredible things in this movie. I, I want to talk. I would love to talk about every single action scene, the gunfights in the rain, underwater chases with these sharks, you know, the, the fights with the boats, these air, these aerial sequences like they're just incredible and they are some of the best action sequences i've ever seen in my life and in those moments a lot of the times the 3d worked and probably was effective in terms of immersing me in it i loved all that stuff and i i liked this movie but not i guess for all of the same reasons that you guys did i, I just think it doesn't deserve quite the amount of credit that you guys are giving some aspects of it Okay. Um, I don't like. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I guess one one um, topic of conversation we can go off of that is the interesting topic of James Cameron and his technology versus nature. Because like he is the biggest. Like okay, obviously he's talking about. There's a metaphor here for like the earth and and ruining the earth and the 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 basics of just living with nature. I mean, it's not subtle. Like that is a huge part of it. But James Cameron himself is just a, the biggest technology junkie that also like loves all all the showing, boats in this movie were solar powered. Uh, like showing war war parts like like he is he, he there's a dichotomy to him that is very clear in this movie he is both part the military here destroying um right nature and also like showing us how we connect with nature and literally connect with it with our hair do that thing and like like it's very interesting i mean See, this is where I think Cameron can get in his own way. And, like, a lot of the times it comes across in story 
where he. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who's Sorry. that? Thought oh, always with his technical stuff. He's like James like, Cameron. Uh, look, I I think that's a really interesting point, Jeremy. But I also think there's a really interesting uh, connection that you know. In, in it's more in the first one, of course, but where these humans are driving the avatars, the humans are driving the avatars in the making of the film too. Like it's kind of this, you know, yeah. like they're th- there's an interesting sort of connection there, and I've always felt that they're, they they sort of stumbled on that irony in the Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World series, where you know. <laughs> They keep feeling like they need to up the ante in terms of dinosaurs in the park when, of course, they're doing the same thing in the movies and that that sort of um, connection. But, yeah, like, uh, I, I think it's really interesting. It's a really interesting point. I don't. So it's a, I think Cameron in like a, a little bit of a different way is is approaching or has already arrived in like the, you know, we talked about it with we've talked about it with Tarantino and then who, um, did we talk about it with Spiel? Was it with Spielberg on the last podcast or whatever? Um, in terms of like knowing him and like knowing his love of the ocean and like exploration and like that aspect of his life and how much time and money he spends on that, those types of things, it makes it hard to ignore the parallels to the story in avatar and like the love of the ocean and like the connection with the ocean and the, the way of the water and all that stuff. And like, is that, is this just James Cameron speaking through his avatar, which is the movie avatar? Like, I think that's not a problem, but I think it's by the third avatar movie. I think we're going to be so deep into like who James Cameron is and like how much time and money and he spends on these things and how addicted he is to technology and visual effects in the ocean it's going to be hard to ignore that within the context of the movie. I mean, I very rarely care as much as you guys about money spent on a yeah, movie. Except but... in the, apparently in the um, Mission Impossible jump, he seemed to be upset about that. Well, no, no. Let me make my point, right? Um, but, but it's a significant issue with James Cameron. Like... The money that he is spending, like, there is also, like, that also goes against the Navi way. Like, there is, like, there is a point where you're just like. So, the original Avatar now, I think, is made, like, somewhere in, like, the range of $2.9 billion worldwide, obviously over the course of 13 years. And I didn't hear, I didn't hear this firsthand, but I heard it secondhand that Cameron said that if the second avatar makes that much, it will be a failure because it won't even break even. 2.9 billion. No, yeah. that's not true. That's, just that's in ter- not true. J- that's not how much that the movie costs, but just true. in terms no, of like no, the whole, no, what he said was is if it doesn't, if, if it doesn't do well, they're not going to make four and five is what he said. Well, the, well, I did hear that, but he said something along the lines, if it doesn't match the other box office, then it's not a successful film. Um, I mean, the numbers don't quite compete for that. So, so yes, I mean, if, if we're to believe what we're reading on Wikipedia and it cites something, some, the reports are that it costs $460 million, which would make it the most expensive movie ever made. 
Now, if you add two hundred million dollars for marketing costs, uh, that puts you at six sixty. So yeah, I mean, if it makes if it makes a billion and a half dollars, it will it will make money. It does not need to make right. Avatar one money to make money. I mean, maybe he was talking. About, I mean, so that that two point nine is again over. Like that had a like multiple re releases, very pettily re released after it lost the box office record. Well, here's my question. That? Yeah. Oh right, and then they re the petty like we got to get over. Uh... Yeah. Well, here's my question to you. It's like Avatar, and this is not my. This is not uh, original to my to my ideas is like avatar a cultural thing like do people care no nobody cares about it nobody cared about the original one it's this it's the weirdest phenomenon of this movie it's that it's made the most money of any movie ever and nobody talks about it and i think they, they still talk about titanic way more i titanic is I, a so cul- this, it's a cultural touchstone this guy got mad at me on letterbox i i watched yes. the original yes um, let's hear it i love this I mean, it's not quite as juicy as you're hoping, but um, I, I wrote my review of the original Avatar, um, and I said, you know, 13 years after its release, it's a little head-scratching that this movie set box office res- records, um, but those statistics are far less relevant than they used to be. And I was basically saying that, like, what you just said, like, this movie has made all this money and nobody cares about it. And he says, if you would have seen it in 3D in a cinema... You wouldn't be scratching your head. There is a reason why this movie made nearly $3 billion at the box office. And I explained. I'm like, okay, first, yes, I did see it in 3D in the cinema. Um, All you should have said is, nerd. <laughs> and I just think, like, the fact that this, like, I, and I pointed out that Cameron just, like, is able to, has this, like, cheat code for like marketing and sustaining excitement for his movies and they do really well these non-IP movies and Avatar is impressive but like it has no legacy in comparison especially in comparison to Titanic okay, which I... has a massive legacy Chapin you can't disagree with that nobody gives I, a shit about I, Avatar I, I totally agree with you but I don't think look I don't think that it's not like Cameron has a secret cheat code for marketing it just he just made a good movie he made a movie uh, in avatar. I no way i, know I disagree you... the original avatar is is good enough but that movie should the not... original avatar it... was kind of sucky but no for, forget about that even if it made that much money which it, like having made that much money it should be a cultural touchstone no, I mean, because, like, Avengers Endgame, I don't think that's a, tetra, a cultural touchdown. Because they've made 50 Avenger movies after no, it and totally, then, I literally and totally saw diluted 50 the fucking trailers for another uh, Marvel movie while I was there, so I the Marvel can't keep stuff, track. The one thing the I've Marvel learned is, is that box, Avatar is, is box an original o- property. Box office, box office doesn't seem to correlate to cultural relevance. I mean, okay. think about think about that swing, might be true. That's true. swingers that made true. five million dollars, and it's 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 one of the most quoted movies of the last of years. Okay, get your film fix podcast. But yeah, the, but the point no, but that also, I think Jeremy people was making say you're is so that money, like what you're saying is true. But Titanic did, and like I think that's what's of course, of course it did. It's a, Titanic, it was a different, a totally different time. 
Right, but I mean, nobody, I nobody remembers seeing the original Avatar. I, they don't care about do. it. I'm they not, don't. I'm not. This, I'm not. And I'm saying telling you, is... the same exact thing is going to happen with this one. Okay, but we're not. We're not. No, I disagree with that. We're I mean, not maybe judging this that movie might by be its true, cultural but I, relevance. I, that's not. <laughs> my, that's not a. That's not a sign necessarily of a great movie. My point I mean, is, I, I think this that, is a way better. I would say great movies tend to be tend to be cultural um, pivot points, but like that's, it's not necessarily a reflection of whether a movie is good or not. Can we One talk? Do- I okay. don't think we're necessarily worried about whether it's good or not. I think the, I the fascinating that's thing is that about. these movies are making so much money that nobody cares about. Jeremy, I think that to a certain extent, your lack of expectations played a huge part in how much you enjoyed this movie. Maybe. I mean, I really disliked the first one. Um, there are certain things I really disliked about this movie, and maybe we can get into that a little bit. But, 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 like, hold on sure. a second. I want to stop, and I want to just—I just want to like, stop it. Okay. I want to finish. I want to like the put Lee's, Lee's point to to bed here. You want to murder it was, Lee's it was Jeremy's point. point? Let's see. What are the top-rated TV shows right now? Like the most, like, um. You know, they're like they're they're shows that nobody in our our but atmosphere watches, right? People talk about like Westworld and all the shows that are on HBO. It, it's a fraction of what all the is awful diluted now. Exactly. So so I, I But that was not the case in two thousand nine. Yes, it was. No, it was not. Two thousand nine yes, movie going was still a, a like an event. Whatever. I, I I don't even think this is worth arguing about because I don't think it's that an interesting. You know what's going to stand the test of time? Top Gun Maverick. It certainly will. And like I mean, that's we, no nobody's disagreeing with that. Right, but my point is that that's if you want to talk about a time period, that's a movie that came out this year in theaters, same type of release, same type of event, same type of experience, and we will be talking about that movie and, and remembering that movie for far longer than Avatar the Way of Water. And to be honest with you, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't I, want to get into it specifically, but like they're similar in terms of the quality of the movie. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. But they are absolutely experiences that need to be experienced in the theater. And maybe that's a huge part of it. Maybe that's part of the reason that, that Avatar it has, you know, kind of faded over the years because it's a movie I mean, that literally, just doesn't I just came, have the same impact. I came out of Avatar The Way of the Water, I don't know, four, three hours, four hours ago. And if you put a gun to my head and said you have to see one again, I, I would, I would pick... Top Gun. I think we all would. All right. Jeremy, I'm curious what you didn't like about this movie. Not that there wasn't things I didn't like, but I'm just curious if we'll be on the same page Well, I just want to talk... I want to talk about a few things. And can you just let me finish before... (laughs) Before we get Uh, into the discussion? Because I feel like if I... Arrow through the chest. Yeah. Two arrows. You need two arrows for me. Obviously, to put him down. Yeah, um, I want to talk about Sam Sam Worthington as a movie star. But what I really want to talk about is the casting in this that really hurt the film, and that is of uh, Spider's character. Really? Played by Jack yeah, he, Champion. He, he definitely wasn't great. He I was didn't mind him. 
every time took me out of this movie. Every... Oh, was that him or was that the fact no. that he was a human boy that looked no, like it... Newt from Aliens? No, it was him. He just couldn't. Him. He could not pull. Really? Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? He was awful in this. Like, he could not pull off any emotional anything in this. Like, anytime he had to be like, oh, somebody, my friend's died. Like, he also didn't know what team he was on. Like, like he, oh, God, I thought he, like, completely You and me suck different movies. He was fine. He was not fine. He was not fine. I thought it was weird that he looks exactly like Newt in Aliens. I think he was only cast because he was good at pretending to be feral. Like, he was like, oh, oh. Like, he was good at yeah, that. Not, not, not great casting. That, if, if you have $460 million, I feel like you can find another guy to play that role. He was well, awful. Look, let's, and, Cameron's not good at directing actors either. So. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very um, good point. And, I, and especially, but like, that being he can't said, even direct adult actors. So let's, and let's then cut also, the kids some slack. All right, well, no, I'm not going to cut him any slack because he was in this movie way too much and he should have found a better person but also sam worthington and i've wondered it since avatar one why him how did he get cast what so is he I, doing i have this thought on him so he gets avatar the first one like fucking huge movie and he's probably like i made it and cameron's like we're gonna make five of these and he's like i'm, I'm gonna be the biggest movie star in the world and then Cameron's like, great, we did it. We made the biggest movie ever. You made it, Sam. Thank you so much. You did great. Okay, we're going to get to work on the next one. It's going to take 13 years. I can't have you doing anything in the meantime, though. And Worthington's just true. like, oh, he, f- Apparently, f- he's f- made 22 movies since the first Avatar. And none of them anyone's seen. I mean, he's not a great actor. No, he's terrible. That's my point. He's fine. He's like, why? But Jeremy, do you know movies, the Matt Damon story? <sighs> Yeah, I heard the Matt Damon story, yeah. and it should have been Matt Damon. But also, like, he's not good, guys. He's bad in this. No, he's fine he's, in this. I, I mean, he's, he's fine. fine in this because he's all CGI. In the first one, he's not well, it's good. It's still mocap. I mean, it's still it's not all CGI. Yeah, I, just... I, I like him. I actually kind of like him in this stuff. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, sake, Saldana's, uh, Saldana's extraordinary, and I don't know why. She she definitely got a sort of second seat in this, like, backseat yeah, no, in this movie. She's, but... she's amazing. She's, she's really a good, good actress, you know? <laughs> Here's my question about the casting. So, Kate Winslet is in this movie, okay? Kate Winslet's Um, tits, my band. So, (laughs) she's not in a lot of it. She has very little to do. She probably has like five lines of dialogue. If you didn't know she was in it, you wouldn't figure out who it was. Yeah, I didn't know until I looked it up afterwards. Now, I've got a question because um, for those of you who don't know, Winslet actually set a world record in the production of this movie for holding her breath underwater for seven yeah, and a half so minutes. To me, I think that must have been a no Avatar three or something. Okay, I hope so because first of all, yeah, there's not there's a seven no, and a half minute shot. There's no scene. And, also, it does it literally doesn't matter. Also, it's if I were Kate capture. Winslet and I held my breath for seven and a half minutes underwater and then was only in the movie for this much time, I'd be like, she's like. Jim, I gave you another fucking shot. Yeah. I hated working with you. Yeah. And then you pull this shit. Yeah. Also, do you think they recycled the Titanic set in this? Okay. There's for the like, end? They recycled scenes from the Titanic. And there yeah. are even like music cues that sound like the end of the Titanic. True, true. Sinking true. scene. 
And I was like, I even wrote that in my letterbox review. I was like, I love all the action sequences, the underwater chases, the the <laughs> the whales, the fights in the gunfights in the rain, the end of Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. There was, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that he recycles, though. I mean, like the suits that the military walk around in are just right out of Aliens. Um, which so, I don't mind any of that. Like I don't mind. I don't it. care either. Like it. Like it's like the Fablemans. It's like seeing uh, Spielberg do Spielberg again, and and like sort of an homage to it. I don't mind it when Cameron does Cameron again. What do you guys think of Stephen Lang? Love him. I think he's really good. In this one, more so than the first one. Yeah. Is he the? I don't know who he is. He's the main he's villain. Porridge. Oh yeah, he's really good. Jesus yeah. Christ, why is he not in more? Okay. Um. All right, let's hear the Sigourney Weaver take, Chapin. Oh, no, she's no, so I, bad. Oh no, I I just love her. I love her motion capture performance. I think it's extraordinary. Jeremy hates her apparently. Well, he I hates think, he hates I, her as yeah, as the I, I, I human hate form. the actual human performance of Sigourney Weaver in 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 Avatar One. I think that's a real. I think that's the most interesting character in the movie. Um. Which we're gonna get more of in the, se- yeah. the next sequel. It it, it but, seems. Uh, let's uh, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney. the babe. All right, guys. Let's so going. let's do this impromptu style. Um, Cameron has nine feature films. I'm gonna list them for you. Um, from uh, oldest let's, to newest. Let's, let's ignore Piranha 3D or whatever it was. All right, Piranha 2, because I'm assuming none of us have seen it. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go. Then we'll go eight through one. Now, do we want to just do this as like? I think what the way we should do this is combining kind of our favorites with also considering their importance um, to Cameron's career, to you know cinema history, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So here are the movies: The Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, True uh, Terminator Two, True Lies, Titanic, Avatar. Avatar the way and, I'm, water. and I'm sorry, what did you just say about how we're supposed to rank them? So I think we should just think about like how, how much we like them, but also think about them just in the context of how important they are to Cameron's career and movie history and so on and so forth. All right. Do you want to work top to bottom or bottom to top? Let's work top to bottom. I mean, right, bottom so to top. Bottom to top. Bottom to top. All right. What's the, what's the number eight? Uh, well, I think Jeremy would say Avatar. Well, I mean, the original Avatar. Uh, here's the problem: as I haven't seen uh, the Abyss and Aliens. Oh, oh, oh. So you I haven't seen really... Aliens? Jesus! No, Christ. I never saw the second Alien. But you've seen the third one. Well, <sighs> I haven't seen the second one. Jesus. Okay. Well, the True Abyss lies, is hard to I've see. Seen. Um, so I really don't like True Lies. I do. I really like it as I think an action it's film. Really funny. I think right, it's well, a great action film. Um, okay, and that probably puts Avatar eighth. Okay, so Avatar eighth seven. Let's let's do Terminator number seven. I, it's a good movie, but it's oh. not it's not great. The original? Yeah. Oh no, that would be my number that, three. That'd be so much higher. Yeah. See, for me, True Lies high. would be True Lies or The Abyss would be next. Now, The Abyss is tricky because I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I love that movie, but I like it too, but. Um, and Jeremy hasn't seen it now, so let's let's factor in the importance of that movie. Well, I mean, does it help you if I tell you my top 
three, and then you guys can go from there. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So Terminator 2 is probably my favorite. Um, then I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. And then I think Terminator <laughs> would be... I love I think, Terminator. I think Number Terminator 2... Terminator 2 and aliens are have to be in the, in the top. I think three. those are. I think those are my one and two. I think my my okay. top three. I so think we are just Terminator say... two, aliens, and Terminator. All right, so that's the top three right there. I haven't seen the well, Terminator for a while, but it's it's good. And then I think so. Then all right, so it might be easier to work that way. So the number four is it Titanic? No, I would put I would put Avatar two over Titanic. I'd put the Abyss over Avatar two. Wait. I would too. I would put okay. the Abyss over Avatar two. So does that make that number four? Yeah. There you go. Okay. And then that means Avatar two is number five. Ahead of Titanic. Yeah. If we just I talked would, about I, how I, important I, Titanic is. Titanic is important. I mean, if you want to give it the vote, I, can do, we do? Can do we? Do split any Titanic? of us actually like that movie better than Avatar two though? I, do. I don't. Can we split Titanic in half like the boat and say the last the part Brilliant. of Titanic? Is at number four, and then the rest of it can be last. No, I would do Avatar two, then Titanic. Ugh, if we must. I think you guys are gonna find in like a that. year or two that that's just not the case. I would put True Lies over. I like True Lies a lot better than Titanic, and I like The Abyss better than Titanic. Well, The Abyss is number four. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, true. Uh, you guys can put True Lies ahead of it. I I don't really love True Lies, but. It's been a long time since I saw it. Okay, let's get, but we'll, we'll we'll put it there, Jeremy. We gotta concede that because of Lee's thing with the cultural significance. I would agree with that. Titanic is a monumental right. cultural achievement, unfortunately. So that means Titanic is six. Okay. True Lies is seven. Avatar yep. is eight. So we go Terminator two at one, Aliens at two, the Terminator at three. Fuck, I think I like four. Avatar better than Titanic. I really don't like Titanic. I disagree. A Titanic before Avatar any any day of the week. Avatar the way of water. Wahoss. Far side of the world. Master, I'd, Master I'd watch that movie. Water. <laughs> he's, he's sailing along. The, the Navi come flying at him. Alright, so here's our list. Terminator 2. Aliens. Are we sure Terminator 2 is ahead of Aliens? Yes. Jeremy hasn't seen uh, Aliens. Um, Jeremy, maybe um, you should watch Aliens and then... I know, but Terminator back. 2 is a great movie and one of my favorites. Actually, I'm sorry. Yes. For me, Aliens is better than Terminator 2. Terminator 2? Yes. Are you kidding me? You've never you seen, seen it. it. How would you know? Because <laughs> I've seen Alien. No, seen you Alien? haven't. Yeah. Well, Alien. It's a different but director. It's a different movie. I know, but Alien's so good. I can't imagine Aliens is nearly as good. Okay. It might well, be better. Ne- Ness, Ness, next, just effing watch it, Jeremy. You're going to get Aliens. I think you just have to watch it tonight. Yeah. I had to put on my TV tonight. I might watch it tonight. Oh, yeah. Watch it on that. I got to get it up. Just I haven't been able to get floor. it up for years. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it up around the Aliens. All right, quickly, we got Chapin. Uh, we got a couple categories here. Speaking of that, were any of you of attracted to the Navi women? Of I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, <laughs> You're not going to go through all the women. I'm not going to go through all the categories. What's Chapin grumpy about today? It's the only <sighs> one I really want to know every time. 
Um, I'm a little frustrated with Jeremy's technical problems, but I was late, so. But now he's more. Well, my technical problems are fine by the by the point where you got here. You fucking late out. I'm frustrated that Jeremy wants to put aliens ahead of term. I mean, behind Terminator Two, but hasn't seen it. (laughs) Guys, Terminator Two is a masterpiece. Uh, I I agree. I like it. There's been times where I think I like the original Terminator more, but I probably don't feel that way. Hey, maybe maybe the first movie I watch on my new TV is Aliens. That'd be awesome. You know what the first movie I ever watched on Netflix streaming was? Oh, that's interesting. I know the first three. I I know the first movie that I got in the mail from Netflix was. I do too, which is incredible. Male ones I got were Goodfellas and Usual Suspects, which is pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah, the male ones I got. The male ones I got were Goodfellas and Rounders. Oh wow. God, those were great days. Remember that? I remember borrowing movies from Jeremy. Remember, this is the best time to get mail ever. Waiting for those fucking red. Well, do you remember how we discovered the British Office was through Netflix? Yeah. Um, But the first one I ever watched on on streaming, which you can imagine the quality, was Alien. Interesting. First, the first time I'd ever seen Ridley Scott's Alien. Um, All right. That's going to wrap it up for this uh, somewhat contentious but exciting edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. Um, as everybody knows, we are deep into fixy season, so we need to get your voice memos coming in. Um, as Chapin mentioned on the last podcast, they're an integral part of the Fixie Awards show. We want to know what some of your favorites of the year are. I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on Avatar. Was it the experience you were hoping for? Do you think it will stand the test of time? Uh, and then what else have you been watching? And what else did you think uh, was uh, worthy of praise this year? What should we be uh, watching in addition to the stuff that we have planned? Um, we hope everybody has a happy holiday. And uh, it's possible we get one more in before the new year. We'll have to wait and see. Of but course. If not, uh, it's in your hands, Chapin. You've got some in the in the can. I have one in the can. Um, all right. That's going to do it. You can email us at feedback or send us feedback at getyourfilmfixpodcast at gmail.com. One of these days we'll know our email address. <laughs> and Chapin's dead. Now we're never going to get the podcast edited. <laughs>